Jesus. Just want to say how much we love you and appreciate you, Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, you bestowed in our lives. Where would we be without you? Lord, we just ask that you would be with us this evening, that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, that you would help us to step out of the way, Father, and let you speak and you minister and you touch. For, Lord, we are nothing without you, Lord. We commit this service to your hands, everything to be said and done, that be pleasing unto your will. Lord, just let your presence reign in our midst. Touch every heart and every life, Father. Lord, every, every seat today, Lord, that be occupied. Lord, may every person say that I felt in the, uh, that I was in the presence of God. I felt him come by my way and touch me. Lord Jesus, we just once again say, Lord, we love you. We thank you for everything that you've done. Truly, you're a great God. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 15. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. And to be with God's people. Pick up at verse 51. It says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, this mortal shall put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of the sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll let you be seated. <clears throat> like to pick up again on He hath given us the victory. Amen. Amen. Victory is ours tonight. Amen. Amen. But you know, we are not victorious on our own. Neither can we be. It's impossible to live an overcoming life without the overcoming power living on the inside of you. Uh, This victory only comes through and it only comes by our Lord Jesus Christ. It is God's power, it is God's mercy, it is God's grace, it is his blood, it is his power, it is his glory. And he'll share his glory with no one, amen? He will will not share his glory with any other God or any other saint or any other person. His glory only belongs to him. He has wrought the victory, amen? Amen, and Brother Brown would speak about this in the church age book in the Patmos vision about the victorious Christ. And he picks it up where John in Revelations 1 and verse 17 says, When I saw him, I fell at at his feet as dead. So in other words, this wasn't just any person John saw. This wasn't even just a prophet that John saw or some great man that lived down or some great warrior or some person that maybe cared a lot of air about them. But there was something about whom he saw that caused John to just fall at his feet as dead. 
There was a power there. And he said, he laid his right hand on me, saying unto me, fear not, for I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore, amen, and have the keys of hell and, the, and death. He said, no human being could stand the full effect of that vision. His strength was utterly gone, and John fell at his feet as though dead. But the hand of the Lord in love touched him, and a voice of blessing said, Fear not, don't be afraid, I'm the first and the last. I'm he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. What is there to fear? He said the judgment that fell on him at the cross and at the grave and when he descended was for us, but he absorbed it all. He took the full brunt of the wound of sin and there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Amen. See, for surety, our attorney is our judge. He's both attorney and judge. And as judge, the case is settled. It is finished. There is now, therefore, no condemnation. He said, why should the church fear? What promise has he ever failed to manifest before us? Amen. Why should it fear punishment or death? It has all been overcome. Here is the mighty conqueror. Hallelujah. Here is the one who hath all power. Here is the one who can save anybody or heal anybody or, or deliver anybody. Here is the one, amen, whose blood can set the vilest sinner free. Amen. He said, see, he's conquered, amen, both worlds. He conquered the world that is seen and he conquered the world that is unseen. Hallelujah. There's some men that have conquered the seen world or the known world as Alexander who conquered the world at age 33 and there was no other way to go for a further conquest but he died to a victim of sin and righteous, unrighteous living or riotous living like Napoleon who conquered all of Egypt but was finally defeated and, and, and banished to Elba only to find himself conquered but nothing could conquer Christ. Amen. I'll say it again. Nothing could conquer Christ. Amen. He is the victorious Christ. Amen. And neither is there now 2,000 years anything been found that can conquer Christ. He's still the same God as he was yesterday. And if nothing could conquer him then, nothing can conquer him now. If there was no sickness that he couldn't heal then, there's no sickness he can't heal now. Hallelujah. If there was nothing that he went before him that was bound, a human being that was bound by palsy or, or bound by blindness or deafness or dumbness or leprosy or whatever it was, he conquered it all. Amen. He showed that nothing could stand before him. He's a victorious Christ. And he, just, he, he that descended has now ascended above all and unto him has been given a name that is above every name. Hallelujah. It's a name above any saint. It's a name above any potentate. It's a name above any person that tries to, to make themselves somebody. It's a name above any demon that tries to make himself greater. It's a name that is above all names. It was given unto him. Yes, he conquered death and hell in the grave and is the keys thereof. What he loosed is loosed. Oh, Hallelujah. And what he binds is bound, and there's no changing of it. There's no conquer before him, and there's none beside him. Hallelujah. He's the only one. He's the only God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's none beside him. He alone is the Savior. He alone is the Redeemer. He is the only God. 
Come on, somebody. He is the only one that's due worship. There's no saints, there's no bride, there's no person that's due the worship of this Lord Jesus Christ is due. The Lord Jesus Christ is his name. Amen. So he, then he turns and he says, what he's saying, do not fear, John. Do not fear, little flock. All that I am, you are an heir to. So it's not our power, but we're an heir to it. Amen. It's not ours, but he said, all power, all my power is yours. But it's his power. Hallelujah. It's not my power that heals the sick. It's his power that heals the sick. It's not my power that saves the lost. It's his power that does it. Amen. It's my omnipotence is yours as I stand in your midst. I have not come to bring fear or failure, but love, courage, and ability. All power. Can you say that? All power is given unto me. Christ. Speaking me, but it's yours to use. You speak the word and I'll perform it. That's my covenant and it can never fail. Hallelujah. We can look down through the Bible as we look through all the, and we've no doubt have used many of them. Give me a little more volume. We've no doubt used many of them through the times that we've ministered, all the ministry that's went on of, of the different characters through the Bible that, that done some amazing feats that, that seemed impossible situations. You know, we, we see Abraham that bore a son when it seemed impossible. Right. Yeah. Amen. But it wasn't Abraham that done it. It was God that done it. Amen. So with all the natural seed in the Old Testament, it was the God that done the calling. It was God that empowered. It was God that was saving. It was God that was delivering. It was God that was anointing. Amen. It wasn't Abraham doing something at all. It was God doing it. Amen. It wasn't Sarah producing something on her own. It was God producing it in Sarah. It wasn't God. It wasn't David producing something on his own. It was David who took God at his word and the anointing came upon him and defeated Goliath. But it was God that brought the victory. This wasn't David's battle. This was the Lord's battle. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we even get to give too much credit to the devil. The devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do it. You made a choice. The devil will anoint you to do it, but you made a choice to go do it. Amen. It's just like the other side, David made a choice. He said, I'm not going to listen to that Goliath. So he took God at his word. Amen. We can see through many scriptures we don't have time to go through them all, but even as David, mighty men would come along in 2 Samuel 23, in verse 8 was Eliezer, the, uh, that was one of the three mighty men with David. When they defied the Philistines that were gathered together in battle, the men of Israel were gone away. They fled, but he arose and he smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand claving to the sword. And the Lord wrought a great victory that day. Hallelujah. The Lord brought the victory. Sure, it was a man standing there that took a stand and said, this is the, this is the, this is the land that the God has given me. This is my God-given rights. But it was God who gave the victory. This man couldn't do this on his own. It took the anointing of God to fall upon his life. After him was Shammah. Amen. The Phil- and the Philistines were gathered together in a troop. And there was a piece of ground full of lentils. 
And the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord, and the Lord wrought a great victory. It was God's doing. It wasn't Shema. It wasn't Eliezer. It wasn't David. It wasn't Abraham. It wasn't Shamgar. It wasn't Sarah. It was God bringing the victory. It wasn't Daniel. Daniel stood, yes, he stood for the Lord, but there was an anointing upon him. That placed him in a certain place to where he would take the word and he would stand firm. And God would come behind it and, and, and he would take care of whatever he stood in front of. We know Daniel faced the lions then. But it wasn't Daniel that shut the mouth of the lions. It was the angels that came down. It was God that shut the mouth of the lions. It wasn't Daniel's abilities or his power. It was God's power. Moses stayed true it went in his time and he faced Janus and Jambres and he threw down a rod and it turned into a serpent and they did the same thing to impersonate. But it wasn't God, it wasn't Moses doing some voodoo. It was God's power that swallowed up those other serpents. It wasn't Moses trying to produce anything. It was God that was doing it. Hallelujah. Amen. When it happened, Moses didn't just throw up his hand. Well, I guess I was wrong. He stayed there and waited on who? God. Come on, somebody. He waited on God. He stayed there no matter how many impersonators. He stayed. He was waiting on something. And God came on the scene. Joshua, amen, was another a great leader. Amen, was two of them, Joshua and Caleb. Amen, they came to a place, Kadesh Barnea, and they went over there, and ten of them came back and said, the job's too big. It can't be done. We look like grasshoppers. But what did Joshua do? He stilled the people. Wait a minute. We're more than able. Amen, how were they more than able? Because he knew the same God that plagued the Egyptians was still with him. The same God that opened the Red Sea was still there. He gave the promise. It was up to him to fulfill the promise. Hallelujah. See, God gives you your healing, but you you just stand there and you fight every inch. You just keep holding on. The promise belongs to you. It ain't you that's got to produce the healing. It's you that have to stand on the promise. It ain't you trying to produce something. It's you standing there and God anoint it and bring it to your heart. Joshua knew what God said, and he was the seed of Abraham. I believe that God give us the land, and if he gave it to us, we're more than able to take it. And he stood there. You stand still upon a God, on God's promise. No matter how big they are, how what the opposition is, or what the doctor says, God gave the promise. It's up to. Hello? God gave the promise. It's up to. God. Amen. God gave the promise. It's up to God. When they got into the promised land and the first big city was walled, Jericho, he said, was closed up like a turtle shell, impossible to penetrate. But one day, as they came there, as God commanded, and they stood upon the word of God, God brought the walls down. But it wasn't what they could do. It's what God could do. God is true to his promise, no matter what he has to do. Prophet of God said he would bankrupt heaven before he let one of them fall to the ground. 
Oh, my. So if I was you, I'd just stand on the promise. Amen. Say, well, Lord, I'm waiting here. You said I'm the Lord God that heals all our diseases. I'm going to stand on the promise. It's not up to me to produce it. It's up to me to stand here until it takes place. But it's up to you to come down and fulfill your word. Joshua believed it so much that he'd look at his son and say, stand still. So we can look through all of the natural seed and we can see through every one of them. It wasn't Moses. It wasn't Joshua. It wasn't Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. It wasn't none of the patriarchs. It wasn't, it wasn't David. It wasn't any of those, any of the prophets. It was God fulfilling his word. God bringing it to pass. See, he'll share his glory with no one. He deserves the glory. Listen, it ain't David that deserves the glory in the battle of him and Goliath. It's God that that deserves the glory. Because without God, David would be dead. Amen. Amen. Listen, it 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 ain't any of these others that deserve glory or honor someplace. It's God that deserves the glory and honor. He said, see, we can look at the natural seed, but then here along come the royal seed of Abraham. He said, see, they were all natural seed, Isaac, all those, but here come the royal seed of Abraham, which is Christ, Abraham's seed of faith that we're supposed to be, just how whether or not or not we are not, I don't know. He says, but the natural seed was only a type. All the others were born of natural birth, but he came the virgin birth. That wasn't the seed of Abraham, a Jew. He came by the seed of faith of the promise, and we're supposed to be his children. He said, watch what he did when he was on earth. He conquered and possessed every gate the enemy had. Now we can give glory to this man. Amen, because this wasn't a man born of a natural birth or a natural lineage. This was a supernatural seed, amen, that fell into a virgin womb. It was God veiled in flesh. Now God can deserve the glory for this. It was God that healed the leper. It was God that stopped the raging seas. It was God that told them tormenting spirits to come out of, a, out of that, that, that legion. It was God who done these things. Hallelujah. He remembers, he remembers sick people. He conquered that gate. You don't have to conquer it. It's already conquered. Hallelujah. The other men had to conquer their own gate, but you don't have to conquer. It's already conquered. Man, that ought to be enough to make us shout a little bit. David had to conquer. These others had to conquer. But yours is already conquered. I want you to understand tonight, your sickness that you're dealing with is already conquered. The spirit that's trying to hold you to tell you to wait a little longer, it's already conquered. The devil that's trying to torment your body is already conquered. He conquered it, and he conquered the gates of sickness. What did he do when he conquered the gates of sickness? He said, whatever you ask on earth, whatever you bind on earth, he would bind in heaven, and he gave us the key to that gate. He conquered the gate of temptation. The key was resist the enemy, and he'll flee from you. He conquered it all. He conquered every sickness. He conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered death and hell. 
<laughs> he conquered what the others couldn't conquer because they were a natural seed. But this is a spiritual seed. He conquered the gate of the grave and rose up on the third day for our justification. And now we are now conquerors, more than conquerors, because it's already conquered. So the glory don't belong to us. It belongs to him because he already finished the work. He already did it. Oh, hallelujah. Let me read this right here to you. Maybe this will make you shout. We're more than conquerors. We just walk right into it and grab our inheritance. More than conquerors. Now. We are dealing with a defeated enemy. Hallelujah. Why? Because there came a royal seed. Not born of sin and natural abilities. He was born of Almighty God. And he came down and took those stripes. And he took that pain. And he took that sin. And he bore it all the way to Calvary. And he tore the stinger out of death. And he tore it out. And it ain't got no more power. Come on, somebody. He has given us the victory. You're working with a defeated enemy. You're dealing this, this whole day that you've been fighting. I want you to realize that's a defeated enemy. Death is defeated. Sickness is defeated. Hell is defeated. Everything is defeated. He said, well, I wish I was twice my size because maybe I'd feel twice as good. Where are we are disputing with a conquered enemy? Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. We are disputing with a conquered enemy. No wonder Paul would say, when he was on a building, a building a block to chop his head off, he'd look at that block and he'd look at that death. And he said, Death, where's your sting at? Right. <laughs> he knew death was already conquered. Show me where you can make me squirmer or scream. Grave, where's your victory? You think you can mold me out there and decay me and, and I'll be no more. You don't have no victory. Because I'll point you to an empty one there. Abraham said in another place, he said, the grave will come tell you. I'm going to mold, put mold on you. I'm going to canker you. I'm going to destroy your bones and take them back down to dust. Is that not what the devil tries to tell you? Brings a sickness upon you. and You know, he begins to work in your mind and work in your thoughts. Begins to tell you, you know what? I'm going to take you down to death. I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to make your bones where they don't have the ability to stand no more. They're going to go back to dust. I'm going to make it to where you can't, you can't stand on the promises of God no more. You, can, you don't have enough strength to stand. I'm going to scare you and make fear come on you so much until you don't have the ability to stand upon a word. <laughs> Paul looked straight in the eyes of that, that grave. said, do you think you can mold me? I'll point you to an empty grave. 
<laughs> the same one that defeated sickness. The same one that took blindness and made it have to go. The same one that took leprosy and cleansed every bit of it. The same one that took a deaf ear and opened it up. The same one that took a withered arm and made it come back straight. It's the same one that went down into a grave and rose again. And he showed he had power over death, hell, and the grave. And if he has power over the chief, he has power over all of them. We are dealing with a defeated enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Those things that you think are holding you, they are broken chains. It is a defeated enemy. You are not bound. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. There was a morning when that old stone, amen, the, the, the Herod or whoever it was tried to seal it, Pilate tried to seal it up. Roman guards upon it, trying to keep that body in the grave. Dumb old devil. On that resurrection morning, there came a power greater than a legion of armies that could post around it. And they said, we ain't, we're going to keep them away from this. They ain't going to get this. Maybe the devil has posted a garrison around your promise. But there's a power greater than the garrison that's around that. Oh, Hallelujah. And on that resurrection morning, that angel came down from heaven and he rolled the stone away. Yeah. Hallelujah. And if you read the Bible, it says, and he sat upon it. Made it his chair. Wasn't nothing to him. Good place to rest. Tore it off of the opening of that grave. Just tore it off and flung it over there and sat on it. (laughs) Amen. Don't you realize the power that we have in our our midst is not our power. It's his power. He's got the ability to just come over there in your life on some certain morning about whatever time it may be or some certain day. You've been standing upon a promise. His body was laying on a promise. Come on, somebody. Maybe he didn't seem to have the strength no more, but he's laying on it. But his body was doing something. He was conquering death, hell, and the grave. And that body laid on that promise until that promise had to be fulfilled. I'll not suffer my Holy One to see corruption. Amen. Destroy this temple in three days. I'll raise it back up again. There was a word that was spoke over that body. And there wasn't no devil that could hold it any longer. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, when it's time for a promise to be fulfilled, there ain't enough devils. There ain't enough spirits in hell that can garrison themselves around it. He's already defeated and he knows it. Hallelujah. This royal seed of Abraham stripped every power. It's an empty grave. He said, the royal seed of Abraham. He said, listen, the natural seed could not point to that, a defeated enemy. The natural seed could not point to that. But the royal seed, for the royal seed, it's already conquered. (laughs) For he has gone before us and has conquered every gate. He's now, after 2,000 years, standing in the midst of us. Do you realize who walks among us? It's more than some bishop or some pope or some president or some great man somewhere, some great woman. It's more than that. Who walks among us? The mighty conqueror. Hallelujah. 
glory. The mighty conqueror. Not only did he conquer sickness, he conquered temptation. He conquered every enemy. He conquered hell. He conquered death. He conquered the grave and rose again. And he's identifying himself tonight, the mighty conqueror. Woo, hallelujah. Do you know who's in your car? Do you know who walks down through your home? The mighty conqueror. Do you know who comes in this building? Service after service after service. The mighty conqueror. Champion of champions. Ladies and gentlemen, can I present to you somebody that can take every problem you got and solve it? Who can take every sickness you got and heal it? Who can take every binding spirit and break it? Let me talk about the champion of champions, the God of God, the Lord of lords, the mighty conqueror that is among us tonight. Hallelujah. He has given us the victory. He conquered the gates of our enemy. Did you hear that? Not only does he not even have a key to his own house, he ain't even got a door. He tore it off. (laughs) He conquered it. He stands here alive to vindicate himself to who? Predestinated seeds who can see him. He conquered it. They were sealed. After his test of the promise of the word, they were sealed by the Holy Ghost and the body of Christ to them confirmed. Hebrews 13, 8, to be so. They're sealed in there. They're predestinated by the Holy Ghost. Abraham foresaw it by faith. He believed it. And now we receive it. Looking back to the promise of what he said. John 14, 12, to be is made confirmed in the last days by a risen conqueror himself. Not some system, but a person, Christ, the conqueror. Not my church. Listen to the prophet of God. Not my Baptist church, your Presbyterian, Methodist, or the Pentecostals. Not by that, but only by Jesus Christ. He lives today. He rose for that. And because he lived, we can live also. Man, don't live by bread alone, but by every word. Not part of the word, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I am the resurrection life. He that believeth me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. Whether liveth and believeth, whosoever liveth and believeth me shall never die. Shall never die. Shall never die. In other words, never lose. You can't lose. Oh, my God. Believest thou this? Believest thou this? You can't lose. Hallelujah. Turn to 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 1. So it came to pass that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with, with them other besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side, Syria, and behold. We're going down. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Oh, they knew where their help come from. Do you know where your help comes from? Where your power comes from? 
where your blood comes from, where your mercy comes from. Amen. Ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Not a king, not Jehoshaphat, the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so that none is able to withstand thee? Notice how he prayed. He didn't pray, no, oh, Lord God, I, I'm your child. I, look what you've done through me. No, he pointed back to where his power came from. Amen. 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 Where it came from, God in heaven, rulest over all the kingdoms. Hallelujah. And in thine hand, there is power and might, and none is able to withstand thee. Oh, can we pray that prayer tonight? Can we look to the hills which come with our help? Maybe you're sick tonight. Why don't you pray this prayer? Our God, Lord God of our fathers, art thou not God in heaven? Is he God in heaven? Amen. And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms. I found him to be over the kingdoms of sickness, over the kingdoms of sin, over the kingdoms of unbelief, over the kingdoms of unrighteousness. He is over it all. And thine hand is there in power and might. It is his power. It is his might. So that none. Look at that devil that's haunting you and say, you can't stand before this God. Amen. You can't stand. I mean, it's impossible. Art thou, not thou, our God. (laughs) Woo. Art not thou, our God. Who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people? Oh, I thought Israel did it. No, they know God did it. So we've got to be careful who we give glory and honor to. Sure, God works through us, but all glory belongs to God. Sure, God lives through us, but all glory belongs to God. Sure, God fights battles through us, but all glory belongs to God. If we're not careful, we'll become just like another Catholic, giving the glory to a woman instead of God. It's not ours. It belongs to him. It's his work. I didn't save myself. He saved me. I didn't even choose myself. He chose me. Hallelujah. Art thou not, are not thou our God who, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to us to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? Oh, hallelujah. And they dwelt therein and have built thee a sanctuary in them for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as a sword, judgment, pestilence, and famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence and cry unto thee, for thy name is in this house. And cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. When evil comes upon us, has evil been upon you? Oh, yeah. 
whether it be judgment or sword or pestilence or famine or whatever name you want to give to a devil. And we stand before this house and in his presence for thy name is in this house. Where is this provided place of worship? The Lord Jesus Christ. His name is in this house. And cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou will hear and help. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast out us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit it. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Oh, keep your eyes on him, little children. Don't get your eyes on man. On fickle men. Don't put your eyes on them. Put your eyes on him. Brother Branham didn't ever come to bring our eyes to him. That wasn't ever his message. He would say over and over, it isn't me, it's him. I can't do this. It's him that does it. You know, it's amazing even how Brother Branham operated. Brother J- me and Brother Jason was talking about this on the way to church. He said, you know, if you find time after time after time when Brother Branham would say, and he heard something speak to him, God speak. How many times would he go, was, that, was I talking to myself? Was, was, that, was that me? Was I just thinking that? What was that? And he'd wait. And he'd come again. He still, there's times even the second time was, who, who was it? Somebody in the room? Wanting to make sure it wasn't him. How many people will automatically say, well, God told me? Well, I'm glad you got a direct line. Even the prophet himself would question and say, is this really, is this really what I, was this really him? I need to make sure this is God speaking. Because he knew if he did something, he'd mess it up. How many people have said God told me and they went and done what God told them and it was a big mess? They should have waited and realized that wasn't God. That was my own, my own lust or my own wants or my own desires. And I thought, I thought well, surely God wants this for me because I want it. Not always the case. You need to make sure who it is and quit giving such glory to yourself. And give glory to God. I find people make God to be the biggest liar I've ever seen in my life. God told me this. God said it's going to be this way. And it don't happen instead of repenting. What's what they should do. They blame it on some other reason. But even a prophet would say, I want to be careful that I don't make a mistake. I think it's good, good advice. Amen. And here they said, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of, of the congregation. That's what we're waiting on. Hallelujah. Not by man, not by man's decree, but let God speak. And he said, hearken ye all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. 
The battle's not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down here against them. Amen. Behold, come to the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them by the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall no need fight in this battle. Set yourselves. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the salvation of the Lord. With you, O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what we're waiting on. It's not our fight. It's not our battle. This is the Lord's battle. Brother Branham took this subject He said, so many times we get all to a place where we can't stand still and nervous. Just as we start to do something, when we see trouble coming. But he said, that's when the devil is trying to upset the program of God. We find it in our individual lives. We find it in our church world. We find it in national affairs. We find it everywhere. And then when we can know that when we're getting ready to do right, wrong is always present. By the way, by the way that, but the way to overcome that is to think in your heart which way God would have you go and which is the best way and then stay with that way. He said in that day of, of great frustration, the Lord spoke. And he spoke through a little prophet standing near. And he said, stand still and see the salvation of God. He said, I think, he said, as long as they were coming together and praying, it was God's battle. And he said, I think the same thing applies tonight in this great hour when the great church people and the great churches are stewed and fussing and everything. Denominational barriers are breaking us apart. And we're battling from this side and that side. It's time to stand still. It's God's battle. It's not ours. It's God. He wants to take care of it. And he will take care of it. When God gets ready to do anything, he's usually, he commands his people, stand still. Moses sent the spies over. Begin to cry out, we can't do it. We can't take it. What happened? Joshua and Caleb stood up and stilled the people. First one saying this, why can't you, why did you bring us out to die? We're, why wouldn't there no graves? Caleb stilled the people. He says, we're more than able to take it. It depends on what you're looking at. Some of them were looking at great obstacles and great armies and and great walls and great giants, size of big people. Caleb wasn't looking at none of that. He stilled. And he turned his eyes and he looked at a promise. I think in this hour that we're living in is frustrations and nervousness like never before. And wondering how this is going to be and how that's going to be. It's right in this moment. God's going to steal it. And it's going to be gone. The bride's out of here. He said, I think it's a very needy thing today is for people to stand still and see what God has promised. It's a day God's fulfilling promises. What a wonderful day. It's a day God's fulfilling promises. These things must be. 
frustrations and this is that, this idea and that. How do you think it was when Jesus came? All the things that was on the naysayers and this and that and over there, these things are happening. It must be. Just like we said the other night in the killing of babies, it's happened in every exodus. These things must be. Much as it grips our heart and it hurts and we don't like it and we hate it, it has to be to fulfill prophecy. See, therefore we must see God's promise and stand still and watch God's salvation bring it to pass. God always works according to his word. When God gets ready to do anything, the people's all tore up. Hello. When God gets ready to do anything, the people is all tore up. Why? Because Satan's behind the scenes working and trying to keep people from seeing what's really happening and what's really going on. Come on, somebody. It's Satan in the, in the politics. It's Satan behind the scenes. It was Satan and Jesus. They, they had everybody tore up with the Romans and this, that, and the other. And then they failed to recognize, why? The greatest why that ever hit the world. Little baby born in the manger. But they were so tore up. He said, testings come. He said, I want you to notice that every time that God makes a move, there's usually a mixed multitude. It attracts the attention of all and creates a mixed multitude. And when God makes a move, you'll find all kinds of isms and everything moving with it. With the real move of God. All kinds of isms and things moving with it. But it's testing time. God's testing every son or daughter. And no exception at all. God is testing them to prove them right in the middle of it all. But when God's ready to speak, he steals the people. It was one day way down, come out of Egypt. They got there. God wanted to show his glory. I love it when he wants to show his glory. But it's in the middle of chaos. Worry and fretting. Isms. God's wanting to show his glory. When you see the devil really get after it, you ought to be looking around. God's up to something. God's up to something. God's moving. Where is he at? He said they were so tore up leaving that place. He said, but God wanted to show his glory to his people. He brings them right down to a Red Sea to where they had to stand still and see the glory of God. Coming up to the Red Sea, what a time. This covenant people who had the promises of God were standing firm in the promise. It's so strange to see when people take a stand for God. Look like the devil throws everything in their way that he can throw. But God makes a way through it anyhow. And it seems like these children of Israel got to this Red Sea. The pillar of fire lead them right to a trap. Pharaoh's army behind them. Mountains and sea cutting them off. And it seemed like it was all tore up and things. But God was waiting and wanting to show his power. Hallelujah. He giveth the victory in the middle of your torment. In the middle of your nervous frustration and your worries. God's ready to bring the victory. Hallelujah. He said, God loves to display his power. Woo, hallelujah. He said, sometimes, I love this story. I've told it before, but it's worth telling again. 
He said, sometimes I take my little Joseph or one of my little girls and I set them on my knee, begin to talk to them. You know how it makes me feel? One of them says, draw up your muscles, daddy. Draw them muscles up. So, oh, you got such big muscles. He said, there's not much there, but as long as they think that, it makes me feel good. He said, see, our heavenly father likes for his children to know he's got big muscles. Hallelujah. He can do all things for them. And sometimes, he says, I bring the conversation up so it will lead to them to ask me to show my muscles. I love to hear them say, Daddy, you got big muscles. I said, I used to be a boxer, but I'm getting old and fat and flabby and decrepit now. But I still like to think I have what I had back then. He said, but there's one thing with God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no old age in him. He's eternal, and he's just as strong as he ever wants. And he wants you to know he's got big muscles. Hallelujah. He wants to bring you the victory tonight. Maybe you come to church all tore up and you're frustrated and you don't know where to turn and it just seems everything's upside down and backwards, but God's walking in the midst. Woo, I want to show somebody my power tonight. I want to show somebody where they're at. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Oh, there he is. He's been standing still on their promises. Saying, thank you, Lord, for healing me. She's been saying, thank you, Lord, for delivering me. I'm standing here, Father. I was here last week. I was here last month. I was here last year. I'm still here. Woo, praise the Lord. Do you see the angry guys of God looking at that devil as he looks at him that's been tormenting you? And had you bound and you've been bound for some time, but I see God looking through angry eyes and he's flexing his arms and he said, there's my son standing upon a promise. I'm going to go down and I'm going to show them I got big muscles. I'm going to show them who I am. He got to the Red Sea. God wanted to display his power. So he had the Red Sea stand still. Did you catch that? Talking about having God's people stand still. He had the Red Sea stand still. Wall itself up and stand at attention. (laughs) While the covenant little bunch of holy rollers marched through the breast of it to victory. (laughs) Oh, one service, all of a sudden every devil had to stand up. They know who he is. Oh, yeah, they know who he is. He come off that little boat over there by, to that maniac. They knew immediately who he was. Wasn't no guessing. Why'd you come to torment us for our time? They knew who he was. They know who he is tonight. And he'll make them stand still. And you'll walk right down to the middle of them shouting the victory. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, see? Oh, you say, holy rollers? Yes, they were holy rollers. For when they got to the other side, (laughs) and they seen what God had did for them, they acted like a bunch of holy rollers, singing in the spirit, dancing in the spirit, beating tambourines. But God had the Red Sea stand to attention and watch him display his power to his people. 
If his people today would only listen to him and stand still on his promises, he'd like to display the same thing to you. To deliver you from your bondage of sin and doubt. Deliver you from your frustrations and sicknesses. And every redemptive blessing that Jesus died for belongs to you. It's yours. God got the seed to stand still to watch him do something. Hallelujah. That's the one. Oh, my God. That's what happens when the devil comes to church. He has to stand still because he ain't got no power. And he's got to watch God deliver people. He's got to watch God heal the sick. He's got to watch God heal the, raise the dead. He's got to watch God bring old lost sinner he thought he had. And Satan loses again. And all he can do is stand still and watch God display his power. Hallelujah. God wanted to show his people who he is. He's willing to make everything stand still while he displays his power. Daniel stood still, stood firm on God's eternal blessed promise. He took God at his word and knew that God was able to deliver him. And the king threw him in the lion's den, wild beasts hungering for this very purpose. But when they began to start up to the prophet, God made them stand still all night long while he displayed his power over his prophet. The lion stood still. He made the fire stand still and had attention. The three, oh, I love this. God wanted to display his power to some three Hebrew children. Talking about nervous frustrations. Here they were being forced to bow down to an image to worship their brother. Trying to force them down to do that. And they said, no. Yeah, he's our brother. But only God deserves our worship. Frustrations? Sure they had them. God brings them to this certain place so he can show his power in the fire. He made the fire stand still and at attention (laughs) while he carried on a conversation with his believers. His group, they kept his commandments and there wasn't even a smell of fire on them when they come out of it. He made the heat, the smell, And the fire stands still and watch his display. Do you hear about a powerful God tonight? Oh, yeah. One day there was a storm on the sea and waves were about to shake a boat apart. And there was this lonely Galilean laying in the back of the boat asleep. And here, you know, frustrated. They got all scared, all tore up. But God was wanting to show his power. And he walks up to the bow of the boat and he puts it on his foot on it. And he says, peace be still. And God made the winds and the waves stand at attention. And he loves to display his power. He loves to show who he is. 
Oh, hallelujah. One day there was an old blind beggar sitting by the walls of Jericho, dreaming in his heart of the days gone by when there was great men in the earth that took God at his promise and thinking back to a little boy when he used to lay in his Jewish mother's arms and she'd kiss him and lay him down to bed. He had somebody to tell him stories, somebody to take care of him. But he remembered there was a Joshua that stood right here at these very walls and met the captain of the host of the Lord. How that God made the Jordan stand still. He loved to hear the stories of the Shunammite woman. How God brought a little bed, dead baby back to life. And now he hears something begin to take place. And he hears something going by. And a noise begins to take place. And nervous frustration. And things are going on. And he's saying, what is happening? They said, it's Jesus of Nazareth passing by. What happened? God wanted to show his power to a little beggar, to a little nobody. God wanted to show that howling mob that he was just the same today as he was yesterday. The Bible says Jesus stood still. He said, bring him here. God stopped his own son to stand still to display his power. Hello? God stopped his own son to stand still to display his power. If God had to stop his son to stand still to display his power in this frustrated age we're living in, how much more should we stand? Show the people to fulfill the word of God. Said there was a man laying in a grave four days, skin worms, all through all hopes gone. And there's this little figure come walking down, no beauty that we could desire him. Straighten them little shoulders up and scream out, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never Amen. die. Amen. Shall never lose. Amen. Believe us out this. She said, Yea, Lord, I believe. And upon the confession of that faith, her faith in the Son of God, God displayed his power. And a man's soul that was on four days' journey somewhere out yonder, he made the death angel stand still. He made the death angel stand still while he raised that man again to life. And the corruption knew his master. And a man had been dead four days, stood on his feet and lived again. God made death stand still. Hallelujah. He says the world's getting more nervous. The church is getting more nervous. It's tottering like a drunk man coming home. But one of these days, she's going to have a nervous prostration, sure enough. But God will make everything stand still, even till time will stand still. Amen. And it'll blend right into eternity when he comes to receive his church. I'm looking for that day, that holy, blessed hour. He's got power over it all. Now notice what he says here. He says, in the face of this great shaking hour, the Bible says everything that can be shaken will be shaken. This great shaking hour, that's when the devil comes. And he says, if he can't keep you from seeing the truth, 
He will push you overboard with it. Let that one drop in your heart. In this great shaking hour, if he can't keep you from seeing the truth, he'll try to push you overboard with it. The church is shook again. But he said, let me tell you this, men and brethren. Let me say this to you. You shall not fight this battle. This is his battle. <laughs> How am I going to produce the old body change? It ain't my battle. It's his battle. How am I going to produce overcoming life? It ain't my battle. It's his battle. How am I going to overcome this sickness? It ain't my battle. It's his battle. How am I going to be an overcomer? It ain't my battle. It's his battle. And he giveth the victory. He said, you'll not fight this battle and another denomination won't do any good. Neither a persecution against God will ever do any good. Let's stand still and see the salvation of our God. If he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, he will display himself. Woo, hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. Even like Tabernacle. Are you awake tonight? If he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He will display himself. I say, God, pour it out. Display yourself. The same God that opened the Red Sea. The same God that hit the giant with a rock. The same God that took the lion's den down. The same God that held back the fire. The same God that said, Lazarus, come forth. The same God that said, peace be still. Let that God, the mighty conqueror tonight, display himself. Display your power. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. When he displayed himself, his mighty power, death stood still over Jerusalem. And Jesus rose again from the dead and is alive tonight, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Brings it right on down into our day. He said there was a little fish that death stood still, that a little simple fish could come back to life again. He made death stand still for a fish. And he received life and swam again. And Congressman Upshaw, bound in a wheelchair, every doctor that he could go to, Best, every bone specialist, everything else, tried everything he could. He was totally afflicted for his life. But God made the scientists stand still and see Congressman Upshaw rise from his wheelchair and come to the platform giving praise to God. God, he giveth the victory. Another one, Donnie Morton, an incurable disease, as he was told. Brought to the platform, the Holy Spirit told him exactly what to do, and God healed the boy. That scientific world, John Hopkins, Mayo, wherever he went, it lays in the Reader's Digest. Brother David just showed me a copy he bought of it. Right there in the Reader's Digest, God made the miracle world, medical world stand still and see Donnie Morton be healed by the power of God. 
And he said, if I be his servant and declare him right now, God will make every sin that you ever committed. The devil that's called your soul his own, he will make that devil stand still tonight. Watch the power of God come down and take your sin and iniquity and return to you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He will surely do it. He will make every cancer drop. He will make every blinded eye stand open. He will make the cripples walk. He will let the devil who afflicted you stand still and see the glory of God. It's not your battle. Just stand. It's God's battle. Don't be frustrated at this time. Don't be upset. Stand still. We're living in the most tremendous time. We're living in the time that promises are being fulfilled. We're living in a great time. The church should stand still now to receive the promise. Stand still and watch the glory of God. He's not the I was. He's the I am. He's not the He's the same. We just need to stand still as they did and he's the I am. He will come in our midst and prove he's the I am. Oh, hallelujah. Do you believe that tonight? He is the one who brings you the victory. It don't come from man. It don't come from us. It comes from Almighty God. Turn to Isaiah 25 and verse 1 as we bring this down. Oh, Lord. Thou art my God. I wonder if I have any true worshipers here tonight. Amen. Oh Lord, Thou art my God. I will exalt Thee. All praise belongs to Thee. I will praise Thy name. For Thou hast done wonderful things. Woo, we could testify for a long time tonight on the wonderful things that how God made cancer stand still. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's exactly what happened. Sister Lana kept running. Cancer had to stand still. Amen. Blood, brain bleed, stand still. All kind of other issues we can name. Hair problems, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. We ought to be somebody that can look and say, we know where this comes from. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. Oh, hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. What he said back then, he'll still do today. Hallelujah. For thou hast made of a city a heap, of a defense city a ruin, a palace of strangers to be no city, and it shall never be built. Therefore shall the strong people glorify who? Thee. Glorify thee. The city of the terrible nation shall fear thee. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm. Oh, God. A shadow from the heat. 
When the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall, thou shalt bring down the noise of strangers as the heat of in the dry place. Even the heat with the shadow of a cloud, the branch of the terrible ones shall be brought low. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fat things, a feast of wines of the leaves, a fat things full of marrow of wines on the leaves well refined. And he will destroy in this mountain the face of the covering cast over the people and the veil that is spread over all the nations. And he will swallow up death. And he will swallow up death in Oh, come on, buddy. Say it. Victory. He shall swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all our faces. And the rebuke of his people shall he take away from off the earth. For the Lord hath spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, lo, this is our God. We have waited for him. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. We have waited for him and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. In his deliverance. In his healing. In his mercy. In his grace. It is his work. He hath given us the victory. Let's stand together. He hath given you the victory. You're dealing tonight with a defeated enemy. A defeated enemy. Now stand on the promise. Oh, sure, winds are going to blow, things are going to come, but don't move off that promise. There's going to be people say that there's no second coming. Stand on that promise. There's going to be people say that there's no more intercessors. Stand on that promise. There's going to be people say all kinds of things. Stand on the word of God. Stand on it. And you shall see the salvation of the Lord. God's coming back for those who are standing on his word. The middle of the road. The way and the highway. If he can't keep you from seeing the truth, he'll push you overboard with it. That's a direct quote. God, keep us in the middle. Keep us centered. Jesus, you're the center of my joy. All my hope, everything belongs to you. Let's bow our heads. Won't you just look towards Jesus tonight? Turn your eyes to him. Lord, maybe you can look at yourself and say, you know, I've been looking at the frustrations again, Brother Timothy. I've been looking at things ain't happened exactly like I thought. Thought for sure it already come to pass by now. Keep yourself centered on the promise. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Turn your eyes on him. Look to him. Maybe he's pushed you one way or the other. 
Say, God, bring me back to the center. Bring me back to you, Lord. To your word, to your will, to your way. Lord Jesus, you give the victory. This is not man's doings. This is not a man's message. This is not a message of a seventh grade Kentuckian preacher. This is not his intellectual properties. Lord, this word that's been revealed in this hour comes straight from the throne of God. Lord, men would love to take things and twist it and turn it. And Lord, turn honor and glory that belongs only to you. Turn it to a man or to themselves or Lord, if we're not careful, we become just like any other denomination. Look what we've done. Look, look, look who we are. Lord, we are who we are, but it's only because of you. It's only because of Jesus Christ. You deserve all the glory. You deserve all the honor. I'm seeing miracles here tonight, Lord. Miracles of healing, miracles of salvation, miracles of deliverance. Miracles, Lord, where there seemed to be lost hope, but you caused everything to stand still. And Lord, you went down into that and where that life was, and you pulled them out of that old miry clay, that old flood of evil, and you pulled them out. Lord, just help us to see where our help comes from, to look to the hills which cometh our help. Our help cometh from the Lord. You have given the victory. This is your work. But we are your people. Now, Lord, there's sick among us here tonight. Lord, there's some that's been standing for a long time. But, Lord, may they just continue to stand. And when they've done all to stand, may they stand, therefore, on the promises of God. We read one of the greatest promises, Lord, that's ever been written. That one day this corruptible will take on incorruptible. This incorruption, this mortality will take on immortality. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. God help us to stand on that promise. That coming, that meeting of you, Lord, in the sky. Lord, let the mighty conqueror walk among us for just a moment. Lord, there's some real sick here that needs you. May you just walk down their aisle right now. And may their sickness have to stand still to the power of Almighty God. Satan, you're defeated. You loose the children of God and let them go. The restorer is here this evening. The mighty conqueror is here this evening. Show yourself, Lord. Lord, I want to see your muscles. I want to see you unveiled among us. Your healing power, your deliverance. I want to see you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
you and I may.